Welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kay. I'm a personal finance and business coach, and I love talking about all things finances, relationships, and personal development. So let's get straight into today's topic. So I'm going to be speaking about getting to the root of your finance habits. Now, we often, especially on this podcast, I speak a lot about finances, how you manage your money, your perception on money, but I think it's really important to actually get to the root of habits that you have that you know that are things you need to change. So if you find that you're someone that you're an impulsive spender, you just can't help yourself. If there's a sale, your fingers start itching, your credit card just starts suddenly levitating towards your hand and you just feel the need to spend. It's important really to identify what are your bad finance habits. And bad habits would be anything that's not serving your financial goals. So whether it's always dipping into your savings, whether it's always saying yes when really you should be saying no. So I'm gonna be delving deeper into this topic today. So we're going to be speaking about what's your current relationship with money. I'm also going to touch on different ways that you can measure what your relationship with money is actually like. And of course, how you can get to the root of your finance habits, especially habits that you know are bad and they're not serving a purpose in your life. So first and foremost, let's get straight into what is your current relationship with money like? Now, this is a question that's important for you to ask yourself. Now, if I'd asked myself this question three years ago, I did not have a very good relationship with money. Now, I didn't really have a lot of debt per se, but I had a very bad habit of constantly going into my overdraft. And it wasn't because my expenses were more than my income, it was simply because I just kept spending more than I needed to. I wasn't living beyond my means, I was living above my means. And that was one of the bad habits that I had because in my mind I always knew that I'm gonna get paid on the 25th of the month so regardless of how much I've used in my overdraft I'm gonna pay it back and having that assurance that I'm gonna get paid made it a lot easier for me to kind of get stuck in that bad habit and it was only when I really started to think about it like Peter K you don't need to be getting into your overdraft you need to change you need to stop relying on this and overspending because you know that you're going to be able to pay it back and honestly it was a really bad habit and always paying back the bank fees on top of what I took out it was such a waste of my money and I really just needed discipline So that was a really bad habit that I had for a long time, probably about two years. And honestly, (laughs) but I've changed. I've since changed, guys. I've definitely changed now. So I want you to think about what is your current relationship with money like? Would you say that you're in a healthy relationship with money or a toxic relationship with money? Now, I'm going to get into the ways that you can measure what your relationship with money is like. Now, let's get into spending. Now, spending is one of the best ways for you to really measure your relationship with money. If you find that you're constantly spending more money than you can actually afford, then this is obviously a very toxic habit because it's gonna be very easy for you to incur debts. It's simple maths. If you are spending more than you actually earn, you're gonna be operating at a loss. And of course, I'm sure you don't wanna be operating at a loss and I'm sure you don't wanna get yourself into unnecessary debt. So really looking at your spending habits and the way you spend and also how much you spend is really gonna be a great indicator to know what your relationship with money is like. So if you find you're constantly spending money on things you don't actually need or even want, this is obviously a very toxic habit and you have to start thinking about what am I actually spending money on maybe you find that you're just overspending on food maybe you find that you're buying a lots of groceries that you're not actually using and you're actually having a lot of food waste each month or perhaps you find that because you can't be bothered to cook you're buying a lot of takeaways all the time and Deliveroo, Uber Eats and all those apps are just seeing you constantly day after day week after week and you're spending more money than you'd like to be spending on takeaways 
or perhaps you find that you're an online shopper and there's nothing wrong with online shopping. It really does make life a lot easier, especially right now where you can't necessarily go to retail stores to buy clothes and things of that nature. But of course, the problem is when you're buying things you don't actually need, things you're not gonna actually use, or of course, things that you can't afford. So if you're spending money that's not yours, so let's say you're using Klarna and all these other pay, buy now, pay later schemes to pay for your items and you don't actually really know if you're gonna be able to afford to pay that back, then of course that shows a toxic habit. So it's really important to start assessing the way that you spend and also taking time to actually review your spending. Because one thing I've found is that we always spend more than we actually think we do. In our minds, we spend a lot less than we do. But when you actually go to the numbers, when you actually start adding up your transactions, that is when you see the reality. And for me, doing my updating my spending weekly on my budgeting tracker really just helps me to see my reality. Because there's some weeks where I think, oh, I didn't spend that much on food. But when I add it up and I look at all those little two pound, three pound purchases, it all adds up, the numbers don't lie. So definitely taking time out to actually review your bank statements and how much you've been spending. This is gonna be a great indicator to know what your relationship with money is like in relation to your spending. Also looking at your saving habits. It's important when it comes to savings to actually review how much you can actually afford to save each month. So let's say your salary is £2,000, your expenses are £1,000. So you more or less have £1,000 to play with. I would say, especially if you have a large saving goal, let's say you're working towards saving for a house, a car, a course that you wanna do, or you just wanna save for an emergency fund. For me personally, I'd be like, okay, let me save at least 500 pounds from that. So actually taking the time to assess how much you can afford to save, that's of course a very important factor. And let's say right now you can afford to save comfortably 500 pounds and still have 500 pounds of disposable income to use on whatever you want and right now you're saving 50 pounds every month, I would say that's probably a toxic <laughs> relationship with money if you're only saving the bare minimum when you can actually afford to save more. Now, of course, if you're in a situation where you can't afford to save a lot of money, and you are actually saving the amount that you can afford to save, then of course that's great. That shows that you have a healthy relationship with money because even though money is tight, you're still managing to be disciplined and actually save. So when it comes to your savings, you wanna be looking at your current savings rate. How much are you saving more or less each month? And also take into consideration times where you may take money out of your savings account. So if you're dipping in, definitely start factoring that in when you're looking at the amount of money you're saving because you may have put in a thousand pounds, but you dipped in three, four times and took out 400 pounds so in reality what you saved is 600 so you definitely want to start looking at your savings rate how much you're actually saving month on month whether it's 50 100 1000 whatever the amount is that is something for you to check for yourself and actually looking at what you can afford to save versus what you are saving and of course what are you saving for having a purpose for your savings is key if you're just saving for the sake of saving it's going to be very difficult to be disciplined to a goal like that but when you have a specific reason for why you're saving let's say it's for your emergency fund it's towards your retirement it's towards buying your house your car going on that trip you wanted to go on for a very long time, your birthday, whatever the reason may be, that's gonna give you more of a push to actually be disciplined with your savings. And also perhaps looking at a savings account that doesn't allow you to constantly take money out, something that's not as easily accessible. If you know that you struggle with discipline, that can help you a lot. Another way to measure your relationship with money is looking at debt. How much debt do you actually have? And any debt that you currently have, why do you have those debts? Let's say for example, your only debt is student loan. We all know for most of us to go to university, we need to take a loan. So of course, 
course, that's a necessary debt that you needed to get in order to be able to do your course. That's different. But let's speak a little bit more about consumer debt. Let's say, for example, right now, the debts that you have are credit card debt, debts to companies you owe, perhaps you have an overdraft that you've been in for the longest, perhaps you took out a payday loan, you owe friends or family member money. So looking at those debts, you know, why have you incurred those debts? Now, of course, if you have a credit card that you use on a regular basis, but you always clear your balance within a reasonable time, so I would say within a month or two, then of course that's different. You're using your credit card to leverage and build your credit. But if you are using your credit card as a means of support, <laughs> you're using your credit card like a second income or as your emergency fund, then of course that's unhealthy because you're going to find that you're using more credit than you can actually afford to get back. And one of the dangerous things with credit is that you have to have discipline to use it wisely. If you don't have discipline and if you just have this mentality that, oh, I'll just pay back the minimum payments, you're going to be trapped in a cycle. You're going to end up paying back so much more money than you actually took out in the first place. And if you think about it, all that money that you're paying back in fees and interest, you could have used for something else. So definitely looking at debt and why you're in debt, how much debt you have and what you're actually doing about it as well. Because a lot of people, when they have debt, especially large amounts of debt, they bury their head in the sand, pretending that the issue is not there, like nothing's happening and just hoping the debt is magically going to disappear one day. And of course, that's not the reality. Whatever issues you have, especially when it comes to money and the way you manage your money, you have to face those issues head on. Ignoring them is not going to solve the problem at all. Now let's talk about credit. Now with the credit, it's a little bit tricky because you may have a low credit score if you've never used credit before. There are of course different variations to this, but if you have a bad credit score, you're probably thinking what is a bad credit score? So let me rephrase that. If you have a credit score that is low, simply because you have overused credit, you have a lot of debts, or perhaps you've not paid your bills on time, you've defaulted on loans, and of course you have to start looking at these factors because of course that would show that you don't have a good relationship with money. If you've not been responsible enough to pay your bills on time, or for whatever reason you've struggled to do so or keep up with your debts, then of course that does show that you probably have a slightly toxic relationship with money. So definitely looking at that and the reasons why as well, because of course there are always exceptions to the rule and there's different reasons and different cases for everyone. So definitely looking at that as a factor as well. Now, of course, we couldn't speak about relationship with money unless we speak about habits. Habits are the foundation of everything. And the habits that you have when it comes to how you manage your money and how you make decisions about things that you buy or invest in is of course gonna show whether your relationship with money is healthy or toxic. So think about some of the habits you have. Maybe a habit that you have is whenever you get paid, you go on a shopping spree and you spend almost half of your salary. I'd probably say that's not a very healthy habit, but I will leave you to be the judge of that. So really take some time to actually assess your habits when it comes to money. What are the habits you have? What are the things that you find that you do on a consistent basis? Probably without even thinking. For some people, they go into a store and they automatically go to a specific aisle that they don't, they didn't necessarily come to the store for, but they go to the aisle because they know that there's gonna be things that they like there. They wanna see what the sales are. They wanna see what the new products are. That's probably not necessarily gonna be a very good habit if you're trying to avoid overspending, but definitely take time to look at your habits and assess whether those habits are helping you to make progress towards your goals or whether those are habits that you probably need to start cutting. Now we're going to take a short break and then I'm going to get onto the topic of how you can actually get to the root of your financial habits. And we are back. 
So when it comes to the root, of course, there are going to be different roots for different people. So I've got a couple that I've written down, but you may find that none of these are your roots. So that requires you to take some time to think because no one knows you better than yourself. So some of these are the common reasons that are the root of our financial habits. So the first one is instant gratification. A lot of the times the way we spend is dependent on instant gratification. It's like, you don't wanna cook, you know, it's gonna take you like 45 minutes to prepare your dinner. So what do you do? You get a takeaway, it's quicker, 10 minutes, it's there. Again, that instant gratification, especially if you're using that all the time, it's gonna cause you to spend more money than you don't want to. And also it will have an adverse effect on your health because you're not eating very healthy food. Typically when we get takeaways, we're not ordering healthy salads. We are getting the burgers, the kebabs, you know, all the good stuff that's not necessarily good for our waistlines. So definitely looking at the root of that. What causes you to spend the way you do? Is it that instant gratification? Is it because you see something and you already picture yourself wearing that outfit you already picture yourself with that handbag or those trainers or that new gadget that you really want is it the instant gratification that drives you to spend in the way that you do also is it FOMO the fear of missing out everybody has this new phone and you feel like right now my phone is old I need to catch up I need to get in on this new phone that everyone has. My phone is now old. The funny thing was before you saw everyone with this new phone, you weren't thinking your phone was too old. Your phone was working fine. The camera was fine. But now that you've seen everyone with this new phone or with this new gadget, you're like, oh my gosh, I need to get one too. So is it FOMO that leads you to spend? Is it when you go onto Instagram and you see people doing these hauls for all these different stores and you're like, yes, I need a new wardrobe now. So really assessing what drives you to spend what actually pushes you to head over to those websites to check out the basket even when you know that your bank account is low right now or you need to actually start saving money definitely thinking about that too and another thing as well which we don't always speak about what well, we do but we don't really get to the root of it a lot of the times keeping up with others causes us to spend more money than we can actually afford and it's not always a case of, you know, other people have, so you feel like you need to have. But sometimes when you don't necessarily have what others do have, it creates a source of insecurity as well, especially when you perceive that your value or your status is reliant on the things that you have. Let's say everyone lives in a nice house and your house is the shabbiest on the street. Of course, you're going to feel a little bit like, you know what, I need to keep up with everyone else. I don't want to be the odd one out. Nobody likes to be the odd one out. And sometimes that can cause you to spend more than you can afford. So really assessing, you know, the things that you're buying, especially when they're things that you can't actually afford, why are you putting yourself in a position that can bring you additional stress in future or that's not going to be helpful to your financial future? So really thinking about things like that because sometimes you try to keep up with others because of deeper issues that you have, insecurities that you have, you know, wanting to feel accepted, wanting to feel like everyone else, wanting to feel good about yourself and sometimes that causes you to spend money that you don't have and it's really important to get to the root of how you spend and why you spend in the way that you do and sometimes a lot of our spending is derived from addiction so maybe you have an addiction to food to shopping to clothes to drugs to smoking I don't know <laughs> you can be addicted to the internet you can be addicted to anything anything that you're doing at an unhealthy rate is an addiction pretty much so definitely looking at that is an addiction leading you to spend in the way that you do? And then also seeking help, seeking help for it. You know, there's no point you acknowledging that you have a problem, but doing nothing about it. And one of the next ones, I have three more before I wrap up, being afraid to say no. 
So many times we get ourselves into financial problems because we don't know how to say no. We don't know how to say no to other people and we don't know how to say no to ourselves. You have to know when to say no. If someone asks you to borrow money and you know you can't afford to lend it, just say no. Yes, it may hurt that person's feelings, but at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for you. There is no point in you lending that person money and then you're struggling to pay your bills at the end of the month. It just doesn't make sense. You're not helping yourself. You may be helping that person and short term but you're not helping yourself so honestly having boundaries and creating financial boundaries with your money is really really important even if it's with friends family doesn't matter who it is you need to create your boundaries and you can't just expect that people are going to operate within your boundaries if you're not clear and letting them know what those boundaries are so sometimes you'll just need to say no I, I can't lend you money anymore because I have my own responsibilities and yes people may be hurt but at the end of the day you have to do what's best for your mental health and your financial health too and again another one is a lack of boundaries which links to what I just said now so even when it comes to your finances you need to have boundaries boundaries for yourself in terms of how you spend and what you spend your money on but also boundaries with other people as well if you find that you have certain people that are always wanting to go to really expensive places that you can't afford be honest and be like you know this is not really within my budget And I'm sure if they're a good friend or family that cares for you, they're going to be understanding. And if they want to go to these expensive places that you can't afford, then they should pay. (laughs) I'm joking, but you get the gist. So definitely making sure you are being open and honest with your boundaries, with your friends and family is very important. And also respecting other people's financial boundaries as well. Maybe you're the person that's always asking other people for money. So definitely respecting their boundaries and the fact that they have responsibilities too. As much as you have your financial responsibilities, they also have their own too. So respecting their boundaries and of course, allowing people to respect yours. And the last one, which is very important, is all about our upbringing. A lot of the times, the habits that we develop throughout adulthood is linked to how we grew up as a child. You know, when you grew up in a household that you grew up in lack, (laughs) you struggled, you grew up in the gutter, and you start working, you start having your own money, it becomes like this. In your mind, you kind of start feeling like, I'm rich, I have made it in life. And sometimes that can lead you to spending more money than you actually need to, simply because you grew up not being able to have certain things or do certain things so now that you're in a position to do so it's very easy to kind of overstep the mark that of what you can actually afford and start overspending on things that you don't actually need to spend money on so definitely looking at things like that as well it's crazy just how much the way that we grow up has such an influence on us it has so much of an influence on our character our personality the way that we view things and it also has an impact on the way we manage money it has an impact on our relationship with money and also if you grew up in a house where you always received everything you wanted if you wanted a new toy if you wanted to go on a trip you had it if you always had things handed out to you it also creates an impatience inside of you as well and we all know that in life there are moments that we need to be patient but if you grew up always getting whatever you wanted as soon as you wanted it it builds impatience in you and also you're going to find that you're constantly giving into that instant gratification because you've become so accustomed to it so definitely taking time to really assess 
how things were for you financially growing up and how that links to the way you manage your money now. So these were some of the routes that I could come up with, but I'm sure there are many, many more that I did not touch on. So really take some time to actually think about what your roots are. What are the things that are influencing the way that you spend your money, the way that you see money? Or maybe you're someone that you don't spend. You don't like spending money on this, you have to. And I found that sometimes people find it easier to spend money on others than they do on themselves. And I've found that that happens a lot with those that have children. But I think there is always a healthy balance. Money is there to be used. (laughs) It's not there to just be stored and hoarded. Of course, savings are important. Investments are important. The key is spending your money on things that are going to add value to your life and if right now there are things that you need to invest money in you have to invest in those things if you can do it for other people why not do it for yourself you are your greatest investment and I know sometimes for those that have children it's difficult for you to invest money in yourself but it's also important by you investing in yourself you're also investing in your children and you're building a good example for them as well as opposed to you're looking a hot mess you know you look like you're struggling but you can't afford to actually present yourself in a better way of course within your means but it's very very important for you to actually invest in yourself it's gonna add more value to your life now what next you're thinking okay I've identified the route what do I do next key things to run through so acknowledge that you have these bad habits And of course, do something about it. There is no point acknowledging that you're a shopaholic if you're not going to do anything about it. Be practical. Look for solutions. Start creating systems. If right now you don't have a budget in plan, start creating a budget in plan. Before you get paid, look through your expenses. Look through all the key essential expenses, the things you need to pay for, such as your bills, your utilities, all of that good stuff, groceries, travel, etc., Um, any insurance that you may have that you pay on each month as well, looking at those things and then also looking at your flexible expenses as well. But definitely making a plan for how you'll manage your money, thinking about how much you want to save each month, how much you want to invest each month, how much you'll be paying on any debts that you may have each month, creating a tangible plan that you can look on and actually review. Also tracking your spending at least on a monthly basis. Even a month, to be honest, I think it's kind of long. But if you can do it weekly, even better, tracking your spending on a regular basis, deleting any apps that are influencing you negatively and setting limits for yourself. Maybe you have a daily limit for how much money you can spend, whether that's gonna be 50, 100, 1,000 pounds, depending on your budget and how much money you actually have. But really setting healthy limits for yourself is very important. And also do a financial checkup. Go through the factors that I spoke about earlier. So go through your savings rate, go through your debts, go through your spending habits, go through all of those things and really review how healthy you think your finances is right now and create a financial plan. This is one of the last things I wanna wrap up with. Create a financial plan. This is very important. Start putting into words your plan and your vision for your finances. But of course, factor in your current financial position. This is important. Sometimes we look at the goal, we look at the end goal of where we wanna get to, but we neglect to think about where we are right now and the reasons we're in our current position. So definitely take time to create a financial plan. And if you wanna grab my template, I have a template on my website. I'll put the link in the show notes and you can just click on there and head over and grab yourself a copy. And also just to let you all know, I'm gonna be having some Finance 101 trainings coming up this month. So if you're listening in February, you're listening at the right time because I have a training coming up on Tuesday the 23rd of February at 8 p.m. GMT and 
Saturday the 27th of Feb at 8pm GMT also. So I'm going to be running through the following topics. So we're going to be going over money mindset and spending habits. As you guys know, I love talking about spending habits. I'm also going to be going through money management essentials, budgeting, strategic saving, and I will also be doing a live finance Q&A. So this session is going to be free. All you need to do is give me your time. This is going to be your payment for that day. And you can register yourself by heading over to www.pearlsandperils.com slash finance training. But of course, I will also put the details in the show notes. So if you want to register yourself, do not delay, do it today. And if you have any friends or family that you think would benefit from this training, then sign them up too. And one of the key things I want to highlight is that it doesn't matter where you live. I've already had people signing up from America. I've had people signing up from South Africa as well. And of course, people in the UK. So it doesn't matter where you are, as long as you have internet, you can tune in and join me live on this day. So I'm really looking forward to it. And if you could relate to anything I spoke about in today's podcast, do let me know. And as always, guys, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give me a rating, leave a review and share this podcast so others can listen to. Thank you for joining me back on another topic today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I'll be back with you guys soon. Have a great rest of your week. Take care.